Big Queens, NYC. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Doc Season. This is episode nine. How y'all doing? I hope all y'all out there living safe. I hope y'all having fun the best way that you can. Even if you know everything's closed, it's all good. But I hope y'all enjoying yourselves. We have an amazing episode today for y'all. I mean, it's probably one of the most important episodes I'm going to drop. Um, a lot of my episodes are important, but I think this one is actually going to be really important given the climate that we're in right now. And that's the importance of voting, and if voting matters. And you know that's important. Y'all know y'all see all the commercials. I know y'all see all of the all of the paid for Trump, paid for Joe Biden, all of those commercials. So I'm sorry if this is like another commercial for voting. I apologize. But it's very important, especially to the young voters out there. So I definitely want to have this episode. And I have two amazing guests with me. Amazing guests. And I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves first before we even get into the conversation. So I'm going to go ahead and let Kevin down there go ahead and start with, him, uh, with introduction. What you got to say right, to the people? My name's Kevin. Uh, I go by Keo as far as music is concerned. I'm a singer and songwriter, just like everybody else in LA. Um, yeah, so I am here to talk about voting because I think it's very important and I'm very active in this election. I'm an elections officer this year, so that's uh, that's how important I'm taking this. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you. And Justin, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, for sure. Hey everyone, my name's Justin. Um, I'm a grad student at University of Chicago right now and the co-founder of a, an organization here called Black Grad Coalition. Um, basically, it's a group of black graduate students and professional students um, that are looking to kind of get involved in campus activism, voting activism, advocacy, education, stuff like that. Um, yeah, studying social work and public policy right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Justin, for being here. Thank both of you guys for being here. It's going to be an amazing conversation. I can't wait to get started. Um, so, I mean, I'm just going to jump right into the conversation. You know, I don't need to introduce myself. People already know who I am. It's Doc Season, Martin's Doc, you know who I am. But I'm, so I'm going to jump right into the conversation. And I'm going to give you the first question. It's the most basic question ever, but it's really an important question. So um, I'll go ahead and start with Justin since Kevin introduced himself first. Justin, so why do you believe voting is important specifically for our young people? And why do you think that this episode and all the other um, commercials and advocators for voting, why is it, why is it important? You know, why, do, why does it have to be present in our lives? Yeah, I think, one, I want to acknowledge that, like, I think a lot of young people, like, are a little bit wary of voting because there's this big question of, like, does it matter, right? Like, does, does voting matter? And, like, there's a lot of evidence, right, um, in, in, like, the past elections that we've had because of like how kind of corrupt our politicians can be and so on and so forth that like people might be worried that their vote doesn't matter but i want like young folks to know that like it it does make a difference i think when you're thinking about like kind of the aggregate and like you're lending your voice to to kind of show show our society like what you believe in who you think should be sort of um in our positions of leadership i think regardless like voting is your way to do that um and there are folks who are fighting to make that more equitable make it more fair make it more just mm -hmm. um so just because like our system like does have some pretty major flaws um doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and like sort of let your voice be heard and voting is is a way to do that exactly i mean that's the way of our democracy people you know like i think a lot of people bash it but i mean it's very important if people don't go out there and try to make change it's like really hard for you to speak on certain things if you're not actually attempting to make change you know what i mean and it's kind of like the black lives matter movement and stuff like that you know people can be performative activist activists on instagram mm -hmm. twitter it's kind of like voting in a way you can say oh this is terrible I, this country is bad this and that taxes are too high everything like but if you're not going out to try to make change then what's the point but kevin let me go ahead and uh jump into you and let me know why do you think voting is important you know like what's what's going on in your head i think rihanna said it best she said pull up like people are always talking all this you know talking about it's so important to do this or black lives matter but when it comes time to actually perform and have that action like that's dead and i think it's important for us to vote because we're the ones that are going to be here in 50 years the reason why we are dealing with Trump and, you know, even Biden, like, is because we weren't voting. So now we have to sit here and vote through this election that no one really cares for either candidate 
or I can say that a lot of people don't care for either candidate, but you know, the lesser of two evils is, you know, Joe Biden. And I think that's important because if the older people had it their way, they're going to vote for Trump because he represents everything that they want as far as they know, you know, and we'll have to deal with the consequences of having another Trump presidency for the rest of our lives where the other people may not be here. Exactly. And that's kind of crazy, too, because like lesser of two evils, I kind of feels like it's been that way for in 2016, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I felt like I felt like a lot of people didn't really care about that election either because Trump, they said, yo, Trump is evil. Clinton's evil. You know what I mean? And it's I think I mean, I don't really want to speak on other people, but that's just what I've been seeing and what I've been hearing. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, that's kind of sad that, you know, we have to pick the lesser of two evils. But like you said, though, you know, if we don't that go out election there and, was also different. Like nobody mm-hmm. thought Trump would actually win. That is true. The racism in America right up. And that is true. Themselves. And I felt like Trump winning kind of gave those uh, white supremacists and those folks out there like a voice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, sure. they came out, you know, they came out of nowhere. Like the racism stuff was still here, obviously. Yeah. But like now but it's validated. Like, yeah. Now it's like, I don't know. He's just boom right in your face. I don't know. I mean, just how do you, do you feel like the 2016 election was, was a bit different than this one? Yeah, totally. I think, I mean, y'all, y'all said it. Like, I think in 2016, we kind of just assumed that like everybody like knew racism was wrong. Everybody knew that like, uh, like we should be treating people fairly and equally. And like, then 2016 happened, and we we're like, oh, there's actually a lot of people in this country that still don't believe that. And exactly. And I think now, I think we have that going for us now in 2020, where, where it's like it's all clear i mean it's still it's still imperative that we vote and it's still imperative that like we get out there but i, I don't think we're like deluded by this idea that like everyone's on the same page and we now know that we have to fight to get people on our side speaking of fighting i mean we really do have to fight i mean even i mean even those in the, our own community in the black community you know a lot of people yeah. A lot of a lot of black voters, eligible voters are always talking about my vote doesn't matter. Why do you care about voting for um, a country that doesn't care about you? And especially in a climate now with the police shootings and everything that's going on. A lot of black voters are really like, who cares? Like, who gives who gives a F? You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, just before I ask like that, that's a perfect segue into like my next question. So in 2016, there's only 59.6 percent of black eligible black voters that actually ended up voting. And that's a statistic that I got off the census um, website. So, I mean, it may, may or may not be accurate because you know how those numbers work. Yeah. But 59.6, in my opinion, especially with what's with what's going on to black people in the country, I think that's a really low turnout. And I'm pretty sure most of that turnout happens to be older voters. I mean, because obviously I feel like a lot of younger voters aren't educated on the topic, especially those that just turned 18, 19, 20. Um, they don't just they just don't care, especially with the social media age that's going on right now. They just don't care. They see it, but they don't care. They vote. You know, they got people writing in like Kanye West and stuff. You know what I mean? They try to be funny because yeah. people, they, they don't know. They don't they just vote for the trend. You know what I mean? If they see something trending like, oh, let's go vote. They really don't even know what policies they are voting for, what um, what, you know, arguments that I, either candidate is arguing. So I feel like it's a lot of education that needs to be taught, especially in the black community. So that leads into my, perfectly into my next question. So like, what advice or what do you, especially, you know, us being black ourselves, what do you have to say to those, um, to those in the black community that feel like their vote does not matter or it doesn't count? I feel like that's a really important thing to, to unravel. And Justin, I can go ahead and let you jump in on that. Uh, well, like first I would say like, I get it. Like I get why, folks feel that way because like like we like we we're living in like a society and a system that is like built on like white supremacy that has like actively sought to kind of keep like folks of color like to keep our votes from mattering like that's that's the system that is set up and so we're fighting to like change a system that inherently is telling you that like your vote doesn't matter and i would say like instead of viewing like voting as sort of like this just sort of like thing that you do or like even even as a way to like have your voice be heard like i would view it as sort of like an act of resistance an act of resistance against sort of like the system that has like told you that you don't matter like show them that like you do matter and that your voice does matter and i think that's like people are mobilizing now and people are like protesting in the streets and and really having conversations about this because 
we're saying enough is enough, right? Like it's 2020, enough is enough. Let your voice be heard and like show, like show this system that has like tried to keep you down, like that, like they can't do that anymore. I think that's what the vote will mean. Exactly, and if everybody comes together, I mean, you know, there has to be some type of change that has to happen. You know what I mean? We live in a democracy, whether it's a messed up, screwed up democracy, we still live in a democracy. And if we all come together as one to create change through voting, it definitely can happen. I mean, I don't think athletes and celebrities aren't encouraging people to vote for no reason as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If your if your favorite celebrity or your favorite NBA player, NFL player is urging you to vote, maybe that will give black voters, you know, the urge to get up. Maybe you know. They're, they're looking after their role model like, oh, uh, well, my role model saying this. Well, let me go ahead and get up. So, I mean, Kevin, so what do you have to say? Like, what advice do you have for um, for the black community that says, you know, their vote doesn't matter. Why do y'all care about voting? I mean, I, I'll just say this. I get why they think that, because after years of like voter suppression and systemic racism, you really feel like at the end of the day, you're still going to be screwed regardless. So it doesn't matter. Like the situation won't change. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I want them to know, like, you know, regardless of the tactics that they're trying to do right now to make sure that Trump at least has a fighting chance, um, you know, your vote still does count. Like every vote that you have that you put against Trump really counts and matters because Trump didn't win the popular vote in 2016, but the discrepancy wasn't that huge. So there wasn't really much contest to it. And I think now that people are like, okay, listen, we're, we're literally dying under Trump. So that. You know, it's making people feel like they really need to get out there and actually speak and vote. Exactly. And I mean, especially with the vote that doesn't matter type of argument. I mean, with the popular vote. I mean, do you guys believe that the elections are kind of rigged with the Electoral College? Like, you know, oh, for do, you sure. guys, do you guys want, do you guys, do you guys think we should get rid of the Electoral College completely? Or do you think it's, it's, it's going to, it, it helps us in a way? I think we need to get rid of the Electoral College and we also need to have ranked choice voting. Okay. Justin, you feel the same way? I don't, I'm like sort of, I'm not sure what solution I, I want to advocate for, but I definitely think that like the way the electoral college works right now, like is not, it's, it's still sort of supporting sort of like these systems that have kept sort of some people's votes sort of like above others. And so I think we need, we need to shift our system, be that like getting rid of the electoral college, um, I, I wish I knew more about like sort of different voting methods, but I have heard rank, rank choice voting as like a, a a really good way because that allows people to sort of um, select like multiple options, but also show like their preferences a little bit better than just what we have now. So yeah. And I think rank choice voting will definitely kill the two party system that we have right now because That's you'll true. have mm-hmm. so many options. <laughs> That is, that's definitely true. But I mean, wouldn't it be hard though to, in theory, get rid of the electoral college simply because, you know, like for instance, like you have California and you have New York, you have these big, like if we go just based off a popular vote, you know, that popular vote could could be, you know, all of, you know, the huge democratic state in California, you know, all those people that are voting there versus Iowa, who's super tiny and maybe 90% of Iowa is gonna vote Republican. But that 90% Republican still doesn't even match, you know, the population in California. So, I mean, what do you think? Wouldn't it still be hard in theory, though, to get rid of electoral college? Because it would be deemed even more unfair, I guess, if we just go off a popular vote. But I get it, though, because before you say I get it, though, because popular vote. I mean, I I get it, though, because it's like, I mean, if the people are voting for somebody. Yeah. And we have way more numbers for this person in the country. Wouldn't that make sense to elect that person? So I get that completely, but I just feel like in theory, a lot of political scientists and, you know, um, people out there would believe that it's hard to get rid of it. I think the fact that the political college is, you know, I'm the political college, the electoral (laughs) college is, um, you know, benefiting these smaller states and smaller places, I think that actually does us a disservice because a lot of people from those smaller places go to large cities and they leave those cities because of like the mindset, the ideals and the politics there. And I feel like once they leave and they like change their address to be like New York, that's more power that Iowa has for, you know, being a Republican leaning place or things like that. And I think that the fact that, you know, so many people can vote for what they believe in and a small group 
in the middle of nowhere. You know, I know they have a voice and they want to be heard, but a small group can control as much as the bigger majority. I think that's right. I see what you're saying. And I would just say, like, I think, of course, like, we'd have to try it out and, like, see what sort of, like, what actually happens when <laughs> we were to shift to something like that. But also, if you think, like, the popular vote really, like, ties, like, the outcome directly to, like, sort of, like, the people. Whereas, like, Electoral College, like, you're kind of going through a middleman. And, like, mm -hmm. there's so much, like, that can happen in that, like, transfer that, like... Mm -hmm. I would I would say like the popular vote just is more direct. And also, I just want to mention this: there's nothing, as far as the electoral college, that requires them to vote in the interest of the people that they represent. And I think that's something that is mind blowing. Like you can literally yeah, say definitely. like everyone is voting for Biden, but you can say you know what I'm really feeling Trump still, and he you know gave me a tax cut, so we're gonna actually you know support Trump, and you're gonna be happy about it. Exactly, and I don't think people realize that as well. You know, you think. You would assume, you know, that the state is going to vote towards, you know, the color that the people in their state is voting for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it really is some discrepancy there because they really don't have to, like you said, if they really, really didn't want. But I mean, I feel like I get a lot of backlash if they want to get reelected. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they should do that. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> but I definitely see what you're saying. I'm, I don't know. I just think it's really hard. It's it's like you said. It's a lot of gray gray area of to get rid of electoral college. Like it's it's it should happen, but how? You know what I mean? We all in theory say like this is it's rigged. Our vote doesn't matter because electoral college. In theory, it sounds like we should get rid of it, but I mean, it's, it's a question of how. I mean, where do we even start? What, you know what would I mean? be the implications as far as like, you know, just getting rid of it all together, like without even worrying about how it's going to work? Because I just think that the popular vote would just, you know, be what we go by. But what do you think would be negative about us getting rid of the Electoral College? Well, are you asking me personally? Yeah, because you say you don't know how that'll work. I don't think, I, I just think, I personally don't think there's like any negative that can go with it. Like, I think that we should get rid of it. You know, I think we yeah. should go off based off a of popular vote or if we change our voting, go to ranked choice voting or whatever. But I just think that a lot of people, especially those that want Trump or mainly Republican, I feel like they will. Because, I mean, let's be honest. If you really look at it, there's going to be more in through the popular vote. There's going to be more Democrats that are going to vote for that Democratic candidate. Than Republican. I mean, we've seen the trend, right? We've seen the trend. And I think those Republican voters are going to feel like we're rigging the system or it's it's it's, yeah, for sure. foul, it's foul play because these big Democratic states, you know, with this high population are winning the popular vote when in reality they really shouldn't. Like ratio wise, I guess they should say. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, Justin, do you think there's any negatives that would go with getting rid of Electoral College? Not like none that would like override the, the benefits. Like, I think, like, we, we see, for me, like, the biggest sort of issue with, with the Electoral College is, like, really sort of gerrymandering, which is, like, a big sort of topic that's, like, in, in, in the news and, and, and whatnot. But, like... Before b before you finish that, can you elaborate on gerrymandering for people that may not understand what that is if they're watching this? Yeah, so in states, like, the, the way that, like, Congress folks are, like, elected are, are in, like, precincts and, and districts. And the gerrymandering is basically like this practice of like drawing the districts to benefit like one party or another. So like you kind of like draw the, the geographic district to like com comprise of like all sort of like Republicans or like to shut out sort of minorities um, and, and their votes. And so like those those districts are drawn sort of in ways that benefit like politicians of like one party or the other and so they'll like constant it doesn't really reflect like equal, like equitably like who mm -hmm. actually lives in in a state and and where um and so those those congressional districts then like are what um get counted like the votes from those those intentionally drawn districts mm -hmm. are what gives states their electoral votes um but yeah, I, I don't know if that made sense, but no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just you know, like you said, like I I agree with both you guys as well. I mean, 
if it is a negative, it isn't something so extreme to where we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you got. I mean, that's just our personal opinion. Other people may, you know, political scientists and other people may think otherwise. But, you know, that's really just kind of how I feel about it. And um, I hear a lot, especially in the black community, especially my peers, I hear a lot of people. That's all they bring up is electoral college. It doesn't matter. Why should I vote electoral college, electoral college? And I do believe that there needs to be a conversation about the electoral college if there's so many people talking about it. You know what I mean? And I feel like people yeah. are not talking about it for no reason. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's just how I feel about it. But and I would I would definitely agree. I think the you were talking about like what's like what's the next step? I think it's like we we start by like getting rid of like gerrymandering. Like have mm-hmm. districts be sort of like drawn just like equally just like kind of draw a grid across the state and like if whoever lives in whatever district it just is what it is because like as soon as you allow like politicians to sort of like create their own district it yeah. gives them such an advantage that like you as a voter like you don't get to draw your own district you're having like somebody who like has like other motivations such as like power and money and and influence um, drawing that and then that takes away sort of the the value of your vote but we, we only change that by voting so it's kind of- <laughs> exactly and maybe not even by voting because it's still rigged yeah you know? <laughs> i mean speaking of you know districts and and talking about local and state things i mean so one thing i do want to make known for my uh for the people that are watching i do think that a lot of people don't realize that they're missing out on a lot of other elections you know they're so focused on just you know the presidential election the huge election that's on that's on tv that's on commercial that's trending on social media but they don't realize that it's important to vote at the local and state level and i have to admit personally i didn't realize how important voting at the local and state level was maybe until my junior year of college honestly sophomore junior year of college because I mean, I'll be honest, you know, I was an athlete going through college, you know, I was interested in um, politics, law and criminal justice system, all of that. But I didn't really dig deep into the election process. And, you know, after talking to some people, I didn't realize how important it was to vote the local and state elections. Because you realize when you vote at that level, you're voting for you're not even just voting for people. Let's just say you're voting for policies, you're voting for regulations to be put into the state. Um, You're voting like I mean. For instance, for example, I'm out here in Arizona and I see these commercials of Mark Kelly and, and all these other senators that are running for um, that 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 seat, that open seat. And people didn't realize that if you vote how, whoever you want to vote into that seat, that could change everything for your state. You know what I mean? Because you can think federally, you can think the federal laws and regulations that, you know, the president can put on this. But you got to realize that those senators are very important when making decisions. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. I think a lot of people do realize that now, actually, because now, yeah, mm-hmm. they see all the things that Trump is trying to do and how it's getting blocked on the local level because he can't supersede certain people's uh, provisions. Mm-hmm. And I think they see now, like, okay, it's good that we have this person, or we should have had this person because they could have blocked this from happening from the higher level. And I think that is really like Trump being in office really exposes the whole system as it, like the whole mm-hmm. system. And I think a lot of people are taking interest in it because they realize how broken it is and how backwards it is almost. I was just talking with a, a friend of mine about this just a, a few weeks ago about how like like Trump being office and like COVID and honestly like everything that has happened in 2020, like it's been shitty. Um, but like also like it's it's taught us so many things. It's exposed so many things about like our society. Like COVID showed us that like there are huge disparities in healthcare that often like are along sort of like race and class like and like we it exposed like trump's sort of ability to like lead and it's also like you were talking about like it's it's shown like how america's really built around like states rights and there's a lot that like the federal government cannot do because states have more more jurisdiction more power more power good and good and bad Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, people need to realize that the states have a lot of power. Like, you know what I mean? They have a lot of power. And um, I like that you brought that up, Kevin, because I do believe that, you know, a lot of people now are starting to realize, you know, the system, like you said, you know, mm-hmm. with things in the Trump, like you said, Trump is like exposing everything in the news. Like you see everything that's going on and that allows people to really want to get invested at the state and local level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, 
And I think, and it's just really hard because I do have to admit, like myself, I mean, I, I was thinking, like, why do I care about these local elections with these little signs out in the street? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. But I, you know, I was, I was naive and I was ignorant to the fact that that's probably, especially for black voters, in my personal opinion, I think that's probably one of the most important ways to vote is at that state and local level because you can change a lot with the people that you vote in those seats. I think it starts at the state and then you move it up. Exactly. I think that's start, important. Yeah, start without, at the low level. Without, you know, legislation in the state level, like your vote can get blocked, denied, you know, mm-hmm. misconstrued. Everything can happen to prevent you from voting in the bigger general elections. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you hit it right on the nose. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, Justin, do you have anything else to say, you know, as far as like the state and local level? Do you think there's something else that we're missing out on or that, you know, those eligible voters out there need to know? Um, I, I think we like really talked about it. Just like, I think one thing that like we, we were talking about, like, like social media. And like, I think that that really relates to sort of local elections, because like a lot of a lot of the issues that like are being talked about in your immediate area are often on social media. I think we forget that like social media in politics is really new. Like before Obama, like there were no like politicians that were really sort of like using social media as like a platform. And so it's literally like the past like five, 10 years that Mm -hmm. we've really like seen like how social media can be used and like really at like the local level. So like, I would just tell like young voters to like get on social media and see what issues are being talked about and then like see how that relates to like what you can be voting for in elections because like it really that probably has even a bigger impact than voting for like national sort of stuff because Mm -hmm. it, it affects like your everyday life how you go about living your life what you can and can't do where you're living right now exactly exactly you hit it right on the nose i mean to like you said kevin too you know you must start at the lower level and then work your way up. i get you know the big elections the presidential elections very important but if you start at that state level and then keep making change you know keep going up the ladder and making change it's definitely going to make an impact definitely especially for black voters especially not even just black voters let's say minority voters in general yeah, I mean, not, not even just black voters. You know, I'm just speaking towards black voters because obviously, you know, as a black man out here, you know, I understand, you know, I hear the conversations. I understand what we go through. But I mean, but one thing I do want to ask you guys, how did y'all feel about the first debate? That's what I want to know. How do y'all feel about the first presidential debate? I want to hear y'all comments and y'all concerns. Tell me, explain to me how y'all feel. <laughs> so one thing about Trump, He's an idiot, but he is entertaining. <laughs> I, you I mean, can't say that. That's true. That is true. If he loses the election, I want like someone to like build a fake White House, put him in there, and told him he won, just so we could watch him on camera. <laughs> but no, the debate went exactly how I expected it to be. Like you know, I didn't expect to hear anything you know important come from really any candidate. And I expected Trump to do what he did, like interrupting and being childish and just himself. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it felt you like can't expect sat- too much. It felt like a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> I was more interested in the vice presidential debate. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. With the with the. Oh, just, I think. You, oh, oh, you cut out, Justin. Go ahead and uh, say what you were saying. Am I back? Yeah, yeah, you're back. You're good. You're good. Okay. Sorry about this Wi-Fi issue. Um, but like the the presidential debate was just really cringeworthy to watch. Like, I, like I I got through the whole thing, but like I was just like, this is so uncomfortable. Like people are just like arguing and yelling, and I just feel like I just kept thinking again and again, just like this is not what people want to see in like their their leaders like this is, this is supposed to be the person who holds like the most influential the most powerful the most respected office like in the entire country and like we've got people just like yelling at each other and like spreading like division and hate. exactly i mean it seems like the vice presidential debate seemed more like it should have been the presidential debate you know what i mean yeah they had 
I mean, the vice presidential debate had their flaws. You know, there were a few things that, you know, you know, some questions weren't answered. There was a few interrupting by Mike Pence and for Kamala and going over time. But that seemed more structured than the presidential debate. It's, it was literally buffoonery. I mean, I just think when you are speaking with Trump, you have to just expect, you know, the childish antics it. and, you know, him to hit below the belt. Like when he brought up Joe Biden's son's drug abuse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Your son was literally at the RNC, like loaded on coke. Allegedly, you know, I can't, I can't say that because we don't know. But I saw his eyes, and I worked in the restaurant industry. I should know. <laughs> that is, yeah. I mean, that's so true. I mean, I just when I was watching it. I mean, like you said, though, I have to admit, it was it was a bit entertaining in a way. You know, it's sad that it had to be entertaining in that way, but it was entertaining because I mean. Trump, like he's Trump, is just he you have says, to laugh to keep him crying. Yeah, like he says things that 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 goes over your head for a minute, and you're like, wait. Like when he brought up uh, his son's uh, drug addiction. Like, did you really just say that in a presidential debate? We, we you're supposed to talk to the American people right now. You're supposed to talk about these policies and what you're trying to do to change the country, and you talking about Joe Biden's son's drug addiction, whatever you want. Like, come on. And the thing is, like, what Trump says. He- they like go over your head because you're sitting there trying to find meaning in what he says, but literally what he says is what he meant. Like he, there's no meaning behind it. Exactly. Like it's literally face value is what he says. And it's like, and that's that's the real thing. Is like I think we, we've known this, but like I think in the debates it just shows that there's really no substance to like the Trump administration, which I think like looking at the vice presidential debate, like I will give Pence credit. I think he's a really good debater. And like, he he's a good politician. I I, I remember some like um, some news pundits like talking about how like they had followed like Pence like during his time in Washington, and like he was like a good politician and like could get things done. But the thing is like even even being like a really solid debater and like having good like political skills, good speaking skills, like can't make up for like the lack of substance. And so he was but, trying to like make excuses or trying to explain like for the Trump administration, for Trump's actions, but it just fell flat because like, it's just been a mess. And that's why I'm glad Trump, when he was impeached, he was never removed from office because if we were going against, you know, Pence and Biden, this could be a very different election. And I feel like us having to, you know, be against Trump makes it a lot easier because Trump is an idiot. And a lot of Republicans are, you know, starting to accept that. And a lot of them, even if they do accept it, they will still vote for him just because of single issue things that they are going for, like abortion and things like that. But I think the fact that we still have Trump really helps Joe Biden, because if he was going against Pence, that would that'd be a little I mean, difficult. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like because Joe Biden has his moments, you know, I know I think he has a, um, a stuttering um, yeah. disorder, but. Other than that, I do believe that there's a lot of times where he gets lost in his thought. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like he knows what he's talking about, but then he, he gets confused. He confuses himself. So yeah. giving giving that that does happen occasionally, going against Trump will allow him to have that edge on certain topics. I mean, I think he nailed it on a coffin when we were um, when he was when they were debating about um, racism in the country. You know about the Black Lives Matter protests going on there. I know a lot of there's a lot of black voters out there that don't really accept Biden either. But I think for at least in the debate, I think Trump really let a lot of people down. That I mean, how do I say this? Like I believe when he, when he, when he told the Proud Boys, he said stand back and stand by. I think that one yeah. state that one statement killed a lot of his votes. You know what I mean? And but I don't know if that did. I, I think so only because that I know there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of racist um, folks that support Trump, but I do believe there are some Republican voters that do feel like, okay, that kind of took it, you know, to a next level. You know what I mean? And I don't think, cause I know, I know there are some Republican voters that don't, like you said, don't like Trump or don't agree with him, but they're going to vote for him for, like you said, single issue things that they don't want the Democrats, you know, to take on. So I just believe that him saying stuff like that and seeming like an idiot on TV killed his votes. I mean, and interrupting and and doing what he did, his his, his antics on on national TV really killed his votes. I think. Oh, for sure, yeah. And I just I don't know. We'll see how. I mean, Mike Pence. I mean, 
he had a, a, a small recovery from it, trying to make a. That's I have to give Prince Pence credit, like you said. That's that's a big load you're taking on after Trump just did what he did, and you're trying to recover that and trying to make up for it. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I do I do think that I do have to we do have to give Pence credit there, but I did not like the fact that he did try to take advantage of Kamala Harris uh, because she is a woman, not just a woman, a black woman. And, you know, mm-hmm. he, he he tried to interrupt her and ignore the fact and try to he tried to bait her into and she stayed calm. Yeah. Yeah. Like he tried to bait her into being this angry black woman that stereo, you know, that stereotype of angry black woman. You know what I mean? Especially on that. Yeah. But she held her composure. She held her composure. Actually, I, I was still not, you know, fond of Harris. But after the debate, I do appreciate her a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Um, do I love her? Yeah, you know, no, but you know, <laughs> I don't feel the way I felt about her a couple months ago. She said, I'm speaking. That, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the memories of my black mom saying, you know, shut up, I'm speaking, or stay in God's place. <laughs> like, I felt like she really owned that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I will say, like, I definitely have grown so, sort of like you, like, I've kind of grown to, to like come along a, a little bit more. I think like, especially as someone who like, I hope to go to law school one day. Like, I think like, I I do like give her a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, like of being a prosecutor, like Mm -hmm. probably are put in like difficult positions, but also, also like there's something you need to like kind of take account for. And like, I hope that like, at some point she, like she will sort of like address like her record and address some of like the problematic things that people have called out, which I'm sad she hasn't. But like, I think this, this last debate, I think really showed like her as like somebody who like, can like talk about the issues can really sort of like be a leader and like fix this this mess that we're in um so yeah i gained a lot of respect for her definitely definitely and um i guess we'll you know we'll see how obviously the election turns out and everything but i do think that having though i mean having kamala especially i think that it kind of gives you know people that don't necessarily agree with biden it kind of because she sounds a bit more sophisticated and a bit more intelligent on certain things when she speaks and i think yeah exactly (laughs) and i think (laughs) exactly and i think given that i think a lot of voters will be like okay well you know she makes a lot more sense than biden does so i'm gonna have to vote for this party you know what i mean yeah but i mean i guess we'll see but that leads into like one of my uh one of my last questions that i'm gonna ask um like do you believe this election you know i don't know how long you guys have been following elections and how important it has been to you throughout Mm -hmm. your lifetime but do you believe that this election is one of the most important elections that we've had? And do you think like, what's at stake? You know, do you believe that this election is probably one of the most important? Because you see a lot of celebrities and a lot of a lot of people urging people to vote and saying it's the most important election that we've ever had. You know what I mean? So do you guys believe that? <coughs> yes. <laughs> simple answer, huh? Straight up, I mean, simple there's, answer. There's simple so much answer. at stake. Yeah, there's so much at stake from the environment to going outside and going back to regular life from COVID and you know, racial, like, inju- like injustice in the country and seeing how things can actually be changed. Four more years of Trump, you know, I don't know what America would look like. We might still be the only country dealing with COVID. Like, that could be a I mean, thing. Like, exactly, two, three years from now. He might push out some, you know, terrible vaccine that everybody takes that has terrible side effects because he wants to streamline this, you know, by the December. And I'm like, I wouldn't trust Trump with anything you can't trust trump his whole administration like the administration that brought you alternative facts exactly that was literally something they made up to cover up their lies so i think there's definitely a lot more at stake than i've seen in any other election you know granted i've only been voting since you know the first time bernie and hillary were in the primaries together but yeah I, i i do see this as being a very important election exactly justin how you feel about it yeah, like the same. Like, I think this this election is going to be like one of the most important, like especially for like our generation. Like, I think like we we're realizing that like like everything that like we all of the problems that we see in the world like have like kind of been like the product of like kind of the generations before us. But we're in like this sort of pivotal sort of moment where like our generation like those of us that are in college and grad school and like that sort of age range is like we're about to be like the like 
the adults of mm-hmm. of like our society. So we're going to be the ones that are in leadership positions. We're going to be the ones that are like in, in teaching positions, in, in policy and legislative positions. And like we're going to be responsible for everything that like is part of like the world right now. And like this election is like a huge part of that. And I think for me, like what I've liked so much about like these this like this movement in 2020 is like the this rhetoric of like enough is enough and if we really think like what does it mean to say like enough is enough and like to put your foot down and like draw a line in the sand it it really means that like we are going to push like so like things are going to change right things are things are changing already but like i think this this election is one of those those moments where it's like it's not like okay we're gonna wait we're gonna wait like another like 10 20 50 years for things to sort of like slowly like just like fall like wherever they may it's like no like like we're we're over like police brutality we're mm. over white supremacy we're over sort of gender inequality we're we're, we're over all of that and mm. i think we're, we're so committed to it that it's like it's going to change right exactly and i think that's that's why this election is so important is because it's like it's being decisive we're saying like not gonna let it be sort of gray like we're we're gonna like be clear about it exactly uh, and i can see biden has really started to listen to young people because i remember like an interview from a couple years back he was talking about like how he doesn't feel sorry for the young people you know they're complaining and they're just whining and now i see him talking about student debt and how that's an issue for him and i actually truly do think that he sees you know how much of an impact it has on us like we are the most educated generation that is happened you know in the country and we have the most debt and then we get the lowest wages and some of the highest cost of living like we can't afford to live the lives our parents lived like you know people aren't having kids at you know 23 and starting lives you know you're holding that off until 40 freezing your eggs and hoping they'll make it to when you can afford to have them exactly and i i can't admit to um i'm actually you know at least looking from the outside and i do see a lot of young people you know being more motivated to make change and go out and vote you know there is a lot of you know a lot of pushback to is it even worth it but i do see a lot more especially since 2016 because no like you said nobody believed trump was actually going to win so they didn't care as much but now they know the possibility of trump could actually could win again if 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 we don't go mm-hmm. out and make change and vote so I, that's one thing i can say and that's why i do think that this election is very important because that's very important for young voters because it's going to impact us the most and if we want to make change, like you said, we want to see uh, higher wages, lower cost of living, our debt getting trimmed. You know, we have to go out there and vote. And that's the only way to make changes to vote at the local level, the state level, whatever level you can, whatever level, any level counts. You know what I mean? Any level counts. And that segues into something I want to um, ask you guys. So what are you guys doing to are you guys doing anything, any efforts to like urge vote, uh, urge young people to vote? Like, uh, what do you guys, can you guys kind of tell people, you know, what you guys are doing in your communities? And if not, that's okay. But I'm just curious if you guys have been doing anything. Yeah. Um, so like, like I mentioned at the very beginning, I'm like helping to co-found uh, this new organization on campus, Black Grad Coalition. And we, we focused um, a lot on sort of voting advocacy. So there's, there's a few different orgs on campus um, that, that deal with, with voter education and, and, and whatnot. And we've been um, we've been exploring different ways to partner. So we're we're working with the the campus like broadly their their voting organization um, to help like do a video campaign like with the Black student community. So like people submitting video clips, sharing like why they're voting in this election, why it's so important. A lot of the things that we've talked about today. Um, we, we've got people signing up to be like voting ambassadors, so helping people get registered as um, poll workers, helping people know where their polling station, getting registered to vote, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's been it's been really great, and I think it's been a really awesome way of um, connecting with the Black community here on campus, but also here on the south side of Chicago. Mm, that's amazing, man. I'm proud of you. Go ahead. <laughs> Now, that's cool. That's definitely something important, especially in Chicago, you know, especially with the population out there. You know, it's very diverse out there. It's very diverse out there. Um, I don't know how diverse it is on the campus, but it's 
not not as diverse as Chicago itself, but there there's a lot of advocacy happening on campus around that as well, bringing mm-hmm. more diverse sort of um, perspectives and, and and people with with diverse identities to campus. That's, that's gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's amazing, man. I'm happy that you're doing that, and everybody that's watching, you see, if y'all have any questions, you know, hit Justin up. You know, if y'all need a no, if you live in Chicago, you know people in Chicago, you have family in Chicago, hit Justin up because he definitely lead you in the right direction. But thank you so much for urging, you know, voters to definitely, especially young voters to go out there and make change. So that de- definitely that's that's an amazing thing. Kevin, what do what you got going on in um over there in in um LA? Beautiful. You know, I just be guilting my peers into voting, you know, having conversation. No, I'm kidding. But I definitely do uh I mean, I'm, I'm half kidding. Getting them a little do, bit. Like, have a lot of, yeah, you have to. Like, I try to make it, instead of seeming like a right, almost seem like a mandate, like something that you should be doing. You definitely need to be voting. Like, it's not something that you can just be complacent and not do. Um, but I definitely do have a lot of conversations about voting. Like, it's one of my favorite things to talk about right now, which is why I don't talk to a lot of people because they get tired of talking about politics. <laughs> um but yeah, I am a poll worker. I've encouraged people to join the polls with me. I have some people that are going to be meeting me at my poll station and they're working with me. And I'm just showing how easy like this process could be and encouraging people to, when they vote by mail, vote as soon as possible, get their ballot in as soon as possible because we already know that there's tactics that are trying to suppress our vote. And I want to make sure that doesn't happen because four more years of Trump, like, I hate school, and I, I don't ever want to continue education anymore after my bachelor's degree, but I've been looking at grad school overseas because I, I can't do four more years of Trump. <laughs> I just can't do it. Definitely, and that's why it's important to go out there and vote, shoot. But whatever efforts you're making, you know, whatever it's, whether it's volunteering, whether it's, shoot, me doing this podcast to educate um, people that aren't necessarily educated on voting, you know, every effort's important. And especially, you know, with the day of social media, you know, we have a lot of platforms, you know, that we can easily encourage voters. And I think that's why I wanted to drop this episode. I may have, you know, I may get some backlash and some people may say that I kind of, I probably dropped it too late. I probably should have dropped it earlier when, you know, deadlines. You dropped it. Exactly. And it's never, it's never too late to encourage people to vote. Cause I mean, this episode could encourage people in their next state election, their next local election, in their next national, the next presidential election four years from now, who knows, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that's very important to um, do anything that you possibly can to urge voters to, to go out there and make change. But I do appreciate you guys for joining me on this podcast on episode nine. I mean, um, you know, it's obviously only this ninth episode and it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things that I can improve and a lot of a long way to go. But I do think that this this episode specifically was very important. And no matter how I got it out, whether it's through audio or just video, whatever it is, I think that it's 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 an amazing thing that we can come together as black men, you know, and, and try to make change and, and educate people out there. But before I let y'all go, Kevin, so I know, you know, you gave me a little gift. You know that smelled real oh, good. Oh yeah, that smelled really good. You know it had a, it had a nice little smell to it. Go ahead and tell the people you know that's watching kind of what you gave me and how you got that started. I kind of want to hear a little bit about it. So I'm a big fan of cologne and fragrances. Fragrances, um, any smell that's blatantly positive, I'm about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But I went to Egypt with my family last year and, you know, Egypt is one of the capitals for like, you know, colognes and cologne making. So we went to this uh, place that has just so many different fragrances and they make them there. Like they sell to uh, Chanel, they sell to YSL, like they sell to pretty much any big perfume shop, they sell them their scents. So I like went in there and I just bought a whole bunch of different scents that I like and I've been playing with formulas and trying to get something that I like. And I got one. Since you got yours, I actually played the formula like five more times and I got something even better. So, yeah, I'm, man, that's I'm crazy. It. Look, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you straight up right now, man. I will pay you to make me some cologne, but I'm telling well, you. Well, that'll be the goal one day to have my own fragrance, you know. That cologne was man. Like, I'm not even kidding. No. Bro, no BS, bro. I'm telling you, that cologne was off the chain. Bro. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Jesse, I'm telling you, bro, you need to try it. I'm telling you, man. Dude, I need to get in contact, man. I'm telling you. That's actually what I need to do. I need to just go ahead and just spend like a couple grand on all the fragrances that I want from that place because they have so many that I want to play with and I'm like, I can't afford, but I think I need to get Jesse, in that. That's, man, I'm telling you, that could be something. That definitely could be something. Black sure. owned. Black owned. Exactly. 
And I, I feel like smell good. Exactly. And I feel sorry, sorry. Hmm? No, no, go ahead, Justin. Go ahead. How would you describe the fragrance? Like what what sort of smells um, people expect? It's a very clean and spicy scent. Yeah, I don't know how to explain um, it either. It, it yeah. smells good though. <laughs> it, it smells almost like fresh air and spice. I don't know. Like it doesn't smell like you know some basic cool water or you know <laughs> like the scents that I picked out actually do really good. Like um, the base note that I use in that I'll tell you is bergamot, and so bergamot is already kind of like a woodsy type smell, and so I like combine that with like some earthy and fresh elements, and then I add spice to it. Sounds perfect for fall. Exactly. It's actually perfect year round. Listen, it smells good in the summertime too. <laughs> <laughs> man it's it just smells like egypt type like you know it just smells like it's not from here you know what i mean but that's a man but definitely hey y'all that's watching all my all my people out there that that stay tuned in to doc season make sure y'all if y'all need any questions you can let me know hit up kevin i'm telling you man that man he's gonna have something coming i hope he does but he's definitely gonna have some fragrances coming definitely justin do you got anything interesting that's going on in your life that you want to let people know about any announcements you got going on honestly not really just just vote we got we still have time like get informed like get your friends get together like plan your vote like know where you're going um yeah just make it go count. out there and vote make change and and make sure everybody out there you know with COVID, you know it's still a thing it's still going on so make sure you guys are out there being safe you know being uh proactive atlanta you know. i see you guys at the club exactly out there <laughs> turning up man for real so definitely it's definitely a serious thing um you know it's a lot of you know theories and a lot of people that think that it's it's a, it's a hoax and it's not true but it definitely is true obviously so just make sure y'all be safe make sure y'all go out there and if you go and you know have a gathering or something you know just try not you know just be be smart you know i ain't gotta lecture y'all just be smart just be smart and i hope y'all out there being safe and i hope you know you guys are out there making change and just to let you guys know um Social injustice and everything that's going on in the country, it does not stop. It did not just happen over summer and we should just be cool with it. It's a lot of things that can continue to happen. It's a lot of police brutality that's continuing to happen, racism, everything. So we have to fight that and combat that no matter what year round. Just don't be performative, you know, be an activist in your own community. I'm not saying you got to go out there and, and protest everything, but go out there and, and, and spread the love, spread the knowledge and spread the wealth of knowledge to make sure that people understand what's going on and why certain things are not okay to do. But I'm gonna stop lecturing y'all. I just like to get those things off my <laughs> chest before I leave. But like I said, Kevin, Justin, thank you so much for joining. It was a pleasure to having you guys. I was, I was thanks for having me. Thank you so much. It was an amazing conversation. Make sure y'all tune in, Doc Season Episode Nine, and I'm gonna continue, continue, and continue, 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 continue <laughs> to drop more episodes. So make sure y'all subscribe, comment. Um, send out, you know, retweets, you know, um, put it on your stories, let people know what's going on. Cause this episode is important. Y'all need to go out and vote. I don't care what none of y'all say. All of my friends that believe voting is not important. I don't care. You need to go out and vote. So make sure y'all subscribe, make sure y'all retweet, make sure y'all share this post. And I hope to hear from y'all soon. Give me any feedback. Make sure y'all comment below and give me any feedback that y'all might have. Thank you so much again. Episode nine, doc season, and we out. We get stopped, hiding between the seat cushions Either that or just tuck it inside your boot Don't throw it out the window yet, son, that's all I lose